Amen. I feel like the Lord has given me a word to preach today. Amen. If you got your Bible open on Matthew, the 26th chapter. Amen. It's good to have Matt Downard here from Northwest Arkansas visiting. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. The conclusion of this service will be uh, dedicating twin boys to the to the Lord, amen, praying a hedge of protection around them, two little miracles, two little COVID miracles, I guess you could say, amen, God, amen, I just expect miracles to happen, amen, I just expect for God to do great things, amen, when you've seen him do so much, it's hard to start doubting now, amen, we're, we're a believing church, amen. We don't believe the report of the news. We don't believe the report of the devil. Amen. Of the doctor, of the lawyer. We don't believe none of their reports. Amen. We believe the word of God. Amen. What a wonderful hope we have today. Amen. To believe in a great big God. Amen. Matthew, the 26th chapter, and I'm going to read the 55th verse. And in that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. The Bible says, Then all, everybody say all. All the disciples forsook him and fled. Amen. They all forsook him and fled. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while what the Lord has laid upon my heart today. Amen. We have all been there. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Why don't some prayer warriors lift up your voices and cry out to God. We need you in this place. God, we need you in this house today. Come on, God's going to lift somebody up today. I feel the encourager in the house. I feel the comforter in the house. Come on, if it's appropriate, why don't you take somebody next to you by the hand? Why don't you pray for your neighbor right now, God? Touch them. God, lift them up. God, strengthen them today. God, help them today. God, let them walk out of here a new creature. Let them walk out of here with new hope, with new faith, with new life. Oh, Jesus, do the miracle in the house today. Come on, why don't we praise him together right now? The devil's a liar. Amen. Are you going to amen me today? You going to get with me today? All right. If you are, you can be seated. Amen. I want to preach. Everybody say, we have all been there. Man, these disciples loved the Lord with all of their heart. And they had been called by Jesus. They had been hand Picked. Everybody say they were hand picked. 
Amen. I'll, I'll just go ahead and mention it today that those that are here, amen, the reason you're here today is because God has called you. Amen. The church, some people think the church is blessed that I'm here. No, you're blessed that you're in the church. Amen. Amen. But I want to tell you that God has called everybody into this church today. Amen. That's why you can't get mad at somebody next to you and you can't hate somebody over on the other side or somebody that took your pew this morning. Amen. You got to love everybody. Why do you have to love everybody? Because God called them to the church. Amen. I want to read a scripture to you. The Bible says, but now hath God set the members. Everybody say, God set the members. Man, don't get mad at what God's doing. Somebody said, I can't go to church if that person goes to church. Well, you're going to be lost for it's all over if you don't get the right spirit. Well, praise God. I'm thankful today that there's a bunch of people with headphones on listening to English being translated into Spanish. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God for truth being preached everywhere. Amen. But the Bible said God set the members and it said every one of them. Praise the Lord. That means the people that are here today, God wants them here. I said God wants them here. Whether they rich or poor, God wants them here. Whether they can read or can't read, God wants them here. Whether they speak Spanish or English, God wants them here. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. You know, God just sent some more members. Praise God. I'll go ahead a little bit further. It don't matter what color their skin is. God sets the members in the church. Hey, we got the solution to our world. Just more Holy Ghost. Hey, this Holy Ghost, it'll take the hate out of you and put the love in you. I said it'll put the love in you. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Man, so I said all that to say this. It's pleasing to God for you to be here today. Amen. You pleased the Lord when you got up this morning and decided I'm going to go to church and touch God today. Come into his house to worship. You pleased him today. Amen. These disciples were all hand-picked and called of God. Amen. We have uh, uh, stories of them where he would walk up to them and And he didn't preach them a beautiful message. He just said, follow me. Praise God. Maybe sometimes preaching is, they try to make it too pretty sometimes. Amen. Well, the truth of the matter is we just need to start following Jesus. Amen. This ain't real hard. It ain't complicated at all. You just got to pick yourself up and say, wherever Jesus goes, uh, that's where I'm going to go. Well, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. My, 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 I love living for God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, these disciples, they had some great days. Amen. They had some wonderful, blessed days. Can you imagine walking and and eyewitnessing and experiencing the miracles of Jesus Christ? Amen. Can you imagine... Walking up to a place where he takes two fishes and five loaves from a little boy that's willing to give up his lunch. And watch Jesus pray over those little fishes and loaves. Amen. Begin to break them. And for it's over 5,000 people, men plus women and children have had all they can eat. Mr. Whiskers, catfish, hush puppies, coleslaw. 
okra on the side, fries. We only bought a two-piece, but 10,000 people got to eat today. Hey, it don't take much. I said it don't take much if you're just willing to give God a little bit. My, 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 what he can do. Amen. Think about the day that they were able to witness Jesus putting his hands on the eyes of a blind man. Being able to see that day when that man's eyes suddenly open. Praise God. Amen. Good times. Amen. They seen a little boy that was possessed by the devil. That God made him free just by speaking the word over him. Amen. We're serving a great God. Amen. They were there the day that the ruler Jairus had a daughter that was dying. And before Jesus could get there, she passed away. But let me tell you, dead things don't worry Jesus. Amen. Jesus can bring life where there's death. Amen. And to watch Jesus do this miracle of raising this little girl. And before he does that, that day, there was a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years that tried everything. Amen. Giving all of her money to the doctors trying to figure out this issue that she had. And all it took was her to fight through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment. And she was made whole immediately. And the disciples were there getting to watch and to experience every bit of it. Amen. You know what church ought to be like? You ought to get to experience something real when you come into God's house. Praise God. I say, just say no to dead church. Uh, we don't want formal, dry, programmed religion. Uh, I want a move of the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. All you need to do is get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Get the Spirit of the Lord on you, and it's going to set you free and change you. Amen. The, the disciples seen so many things. They watched as their nets became filled with fish. When they obeyed what Jesus said. Praise God. Y'all can be seated. Praise God. Amen. If you want your nets to get full, you still got to become obedient to what thus saith the word of God. Amen. The more obedient you get, the more full your nets will get. See, how do you live the blessed life? Just get obedient. If he says, put your net out on this side, put it out on this side. Don't say, I know better. Don't say, I know a better way. Just do what he said uh, and watch him uh, open up the windows of heaven on your life. Boy, I feel like shouting. Uh, what's the key to living the blessed life? Just do everything you know to do. Hallelujah. Amen. They seen, imagine this. One day they watched Jesus walk on the water. Praise God. Praise God. Some people think I would like to live in Bible days. Well, I wouldn't. Praise God. I like air conditioners. I don't ever remember reading about a filet mignon being... Served a medium rare in the Bible. And when I've traveled over there and they gave me a fish, they said, this is the same one that Jesus and Peter and all the, they all ate. Uh, send me home. Let me get some salmon. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. They had some great times. They, they, they seen Jesus calm the sea. They seen Jesus tell the wind stop blowing. Praise God. 
Do you know what? I have too. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I've seen a lot of people that were in storms and we began to call on the name of Jesus. I've seen a lot of people that their boat was just and they were scared to death about life and what was going to happen next. And I said, I know the peace speaker. And we began to call on the name of Jesus. And immediately, uh, God calms the storm. I'm telling you, we got the best life. I said, we've got the best life. It's living for God. Hey Amen. Think about how amazing this would be. Peter, James, and John got to go up on the mountain of transfiguration and see Jesus transfigured in all of his glory and also see Moses and Elijah. And what an experience. Amen, they got to see it. Amen. And I can just imagine when they would go home in the evenings or wherever they were staying for the evening and they began to lay down. I can imagine their minds would just begin to think about all the great, interesting things that they had experienced that day. Amen. All the things that they got to watch Jesus do. Maybe it was a miracle. and Maybe it was just some amazing parables that he taught to them all day long. Amen. And I can imagine they just laid down and began to grin. Amen. About how good life is. Amen. It's kind of like the way I feel when I go home on Sunday night. When I've had two Holy Ghost blowout services and people receiving the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name, uh, throwing away their nicotine, uh, throwing away their alcohol, uh, falling back in love with their wife, uh, falling back in love with their husband. Oh, I feel like preaching to the church today. Uh, I'm telling you, it's like I just, uh, I, I, I just lay down on Sunday nights and sometimes I just grin. Sometimes I have to take something to make me go to sleep because I'm too happy and too wound up. And <laughs> Praise God. God's good. Amen. I love it. Amen. I feel like preaching to this church. Hallelujah. The best life is to be full of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, it ain't, it ain't the Holy Ghost like the denominational world will tell you. They'll tell you, you can just repeat this sinner's prayer and voila, you got the Holy Ghost. You don't feel changed. You ain't changed. You didn't, nothing happened. I don't believe in that Holy Ghost because that's not a Bible experience. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Everybody say it's the best life. So with all the good things, there was a few days that Jesus began to talk to them, began to drop some hints to them. Saying, you know, we're, if I could just explain it like this, we're seeing miracles, we're having great things, and I'm telling you there's going to be also some trying days in your life. And he told them, the Bible said, from that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. He began to tell them, you know, I'm going to have to be crucified. You know, it ain't always going to be just like it is. There's going to be something changed. And when this happened, the Bible says, Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Amen. Can you imagine rebuking Jesus Christ? Grabbing him and telling him, You ain't doing that. Praise God. Amen. I, I feel like sometimes we might think we can do that. Well, praise God, you can be seated. I didn't think you'd run the aisles right there, maybe later. You know what it was? Simon Peter, he didn't like the thought of his 
apple cart being turned upside down. He didn't like the thought of his little dream being turned upside down. So one night, they had gone to pray at the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus had taken his disciples to go pray many, many times. This was just something they did. They went to pray. But this evening was going to be a different evening than any other evening they had ever experienced. Amen. Because their life was about to come to a sudden change. So while they are praying, the rulers of the synagogue and the throngs of people come and they take Jesus and they bind him up and they begin to haul him away exactly what he had prophesied would happen. And so now this group of 11, there was one traitor, but now there's 11 and they're watching and they're thinking, man, we have had some wonderful experiences some wonderful times and here it is. Jesus is being hauled away to be taken captive and to be crucified. I can imagine after watching all the miracles that they had seen and the Bible tells us that we've just got a little portion of what happened because if everything that he ever did was written into a book, all the volumes could not contain the things that he did. Amen. And so I can imagine their thought process is that surely Jesus is going to break those ropes loose. We're going to see another miracle and we're going to take off and, and God's going to do something great and we're going to keep on doing it just like we've always done it. But when they began to walk Jesus out of the garden, it began to dawn on them that uh, he's not going to break the ropes this time. Amen. He's going to do his will and not what Simon Peter told him he was going to do. But God's going to work out his own perfect will. I'm going to preach to this church today. Amen. The happiest day of your life is when you learn to trust God. When the barn is full, I'm going to trust God. When the barn is empty, it's still God. When my leg is hurting, I'm going to trust God. When he heals me, I'm going to trust God. Hallelujah. And these disciples, the Bible says, they forsook him and fled. Amen. They were so disappointed that this event was occurring, that they were so let down, so shocked. I can imagine that the Bible says every last one of them just fled, took off, and forsook him. And this was the prophecy being fulfilled. And Jesus said, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. And that's when they began to realize, praise God, something's changing. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, for God to take people to a new level, he's going to have to change some things in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is what I want to preach to this church today. Amen. They forsook him. They let him down. They were shocked. Amen. But we've all been there. Everybody say we've all been there. We've all experienced things that we didn't understand. Man, we felt hurt and we've felt offended. We've seen sicknesses that 
We, we didn't understand. We've seen the death of loved ones that we for sure didn't understand. We've had heartaches that didn't make sense. We've had financial problems that we were doing everything right and it was just that feeling of watching Jesus walk out of the garden tied up and you knowing what on earth is going on here? How could this help? Man, we've seen families be broke up Hurtful and not understand why. And I can imagine on that night when they began to think, what good did it do me to ever let go of my fishing business? Man, what good did it do me to Sell the boat and sell my nets if it was just going to be a few years. And then, then this. And the cross is next. Maybe Matthew is saying, what good did it do me to give up my good IRS job? With all my government benefits. He was a tax collector. Tax collectors were the rich folks because they defrauded people. Imagine that. They're still in the same business. Man, if Jesus only wants 10, they shouldn't get more than 10. Amen. That's my belief, but I'm going to follow the laws of the land so I don't end up in prison somewhere. I'm just going to keep preaching. But we've all experienced these moments where the enemy begins to mess with your mind and say, what good did it do me to go to prayer meeting? What good did it do me to pay tithes and building fund to build a new church if I was going to lose my job? Well, praise God. What good did it do to make all these changes in my life if Everything was just going to stay the same. Amen. I, I want to preach to you. We've all been there. We've all either thought the same thing or said the same thing. Amen. I'm just the one with a microphone today and I can preach it. Amen. There's been trials that I went through. Uh, amen. When I was doing everything I knew to do right. Uh, and it seemed like everything was going backwards. Uh, and in my mind I thought, what good is it doing to do right? Hallelujah. Man, we've all been there. We've all been hurt by life and hurt by church and hurt by people in the church. Amen. The Lord has given me a word to preach to this church today. Just hold on a little longer. While I was walking back and forth in this church yesterday, the Lord began to deal with me. Uh, the image that they seen with me tied up, walking out of the garden, uh, it ain't what it looks like. Don't you know my dream has been buried? Don't you know their dream was buried? Don't you know, Pastor, I don't think I could ever be happy again. What my life was is buried. It's dead. There's no... Uh, this is what we did. We walked the streets of Nazareth. We walked the streets of Caesarea and Jerusalem and we helped people and we touched people. And now, my dream is buried. Praise God. And I wonder if you can still have a prayer life. Well, hallelujah. With some big eyes today. I wonder if you can still have a prayer life.
when your dream is over there in the cemetery. When all your hopes are dashed. When your bank account's got a, a dash in front of it. Oh, yeah. I wonder if you could still enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I wonder if you could still enter into his courts with praise. Come on, I'm going to preach to the church today. There's going to be some days where it looks like all hope is gone. From everybody's viewpoint, it was gone. Jesus was dead. He was in the grave. Let me tell you, while he's in the grave, he's still working. While he's in the grave, he's still going and getting the keys to death, to hell, and the grave. Let me tell you, when you don't see it, he's still working. When you don't feel it, he's still working. When it's beyond your comprehension, he's still working. Come on, church, let's love Jesus for a moment. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. All across this house for one moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For three days, their dream is dead and buried. For a space of time, it looks like there is no hope. Oh, hallelujah. It's in this time you cannot give up on God. If you give up on God in the darkest time of your life, you will have walked away from your only hope. You know what the disciples had done? In the garden, they had fled and left him and forsook him. But something began to dawn on them. You know what? He said he was going to die. But he also said uh, he would never leave us nor forsake us. But that he would go with us even to the end of the world. He told us there would be a resurrection. You know what we ought to do? We ought to just get together and have a little prayer service and see who knows what might happen. And all the disciples began to join together in a house and they were having a little prayer meeting and they were praying, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, you've never failed me. Jesus, you've been my best friend. And they didn't know what was happening over in the cemetery was that the stone was being rolled away. And while they were having church, why is it important to go to church? Let me tell you why. Because Jesus just walks up in the midst. Oh, hallelujah, I'm going to preach. You need to be in church. If it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night prayer meeting, Wednesday night Bible study, you ought to be there. because You know why? Because Jesus will walk right up in the middle of his people. Oh my, you know who the only one missing was? 
Thomas is the only one that didn't go to church on that Sunday. Praise God. The rest of them were there. And Jesus walked in. And they got to see him. They got to feel it. You know what happened? Their dream was revived. Their dream that was dead was revived. Jesus began to talk to them. For 40 days, he appeared unto people everywhere, all around there, telling them, hey, you thought it was good when I was walking with you. You wait till I get inside of you. <laughs> you, you, you thought that you was dreaming. You thought you had a perfect life. You wait till I come back as the comforter. You wait until I come back and fill you with my spirit. So he talks to him and he ascends after 40 days and he tells him to go to Jerusalem, wait for the what? The promise. The promise. The promise. Hey man, what are they doing? They're getting a hold on this now. They're, it's starting to click with them. Hey man, if I just keep praying, it's going to turn around. Oh yeah. If I just keep praying, something's going to change in my life. Here they are in Jerusalem in an upper room. For 10 days, the Bible tells us that they just have a prayer meeting. Hey man, well, everybody thinks, well, you got to have a perfect, you got to have a Hammond organ and a great musician and great singers and drummers and, and all this stuff to have church. All you need is your mind talking to him. All, all you need is to learn how to cry out to God. Hey man, for 10 days, they were having church and they were praying. They were waiting. What were they praying for? They were praying for the promise of the Father. They didn't know what the promise was going to be. They just knew something good was about to happen. And on the day of Pentecost, praise God, in your Bible, the very first day the church was born, everybody say, this is when it was born. This is when it was born. Amen. The Bible says suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Y'all are too loud. I don't like that church because it's too much. You know, you got to cover your ears and it's just too loud. Well, you wouldn't have liked the one in Jerusalem either. And you ain't going to like heaven either. The Bible said lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. And when the day of Pentecost was there, they were all in one place. They were all in one accord. Imagine everybody in church for the same reason. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. Well, that's just a special gift for a few people. No. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. You know what church is supposed to be like? It's supposed to be loud. It's supposed to be spirit-filled, spirit-led. Hundred and twenty people. Guess who needed the Holy Ghost? Every last one of them. Simon Peter, you may have the keys to the kingdom, but you still need the Holy Ghost. James and John, you might have seen Moses on the mountain of transfiguration, but you still need an experience with God. Hey, how you like this? Mary, 
Mary, you might have had to make his egg omelets. You might have had to change his diapers. But you still need to get baptized in his name. Oh, yeah, Mary. You need to get the Holy Ghost, too. And she was in the room. And she began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm telling you, we got a message to preach to our world. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hundred and twenty people got the Holy Ghost at one time for the very first time. A hundred and twenty people getting the Holy Ghost at one time would be an amazing sight. Amen. This was not a lifeless church. This church had the living water. Amen. This church had the new wine. Amen. This church was so inundated with spirit that everybody that was around them thought that it was a bunch of drunks. But after Peter comes to his senses, you know when the Holy Ghost gets on you, you're just out for a while. You can't think right. It does something to your sugar or something. Leave me alone. Just let me lay here a while. Man, I thought it was so crazy when they they do surgeries that they put people under and then it's like as soon as they're through with the surgery they want you to wake up. They're like, get up, hey, hey, come on, hey, hey. I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, we'll let you lay here all night long if you want to. We'll carry you to your car if you want us to. We'll shout with you all night long if you want us to. No, you can't sit still when the Holy Ghost gets on you. So all these people that were looking thought, these people are drunk. These are a bunch of wackos. Guess who began to talk? The man with the keys to the kingdom began to preach a message to them. They're not drunk like you think they are. See, everybody thinks Pentecost is crazy. They don't say drunk, they say crazy. So I'm just going to preach it like that. We're not crazy like you think we're crazy. We are crazy. We're crazy about Jesus. But not like you think we are. When you get the Holy Ghost and you get the joy in your heart, you're going to be crazy too. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He began to preach a message. He began to preach a message. And they were convicted. And at the end of the message, they said, Acts 2 and 37, men and brethren, what shall we do? In other words, how can we get crazy like you crazy? <laughs> I know you're paying the same price for gas I am, but you're smiling. Give me some of your crazy. Give me some of what you got. Oh, I feel like dancing. I know your taxes are high too, but you're clapping your hands. You're running the aisles. You're stomping the devil. He said, how can we? How do we do this? What shall we do? Was their exact word. What shall we do? They were asking. I'm convicted. I'm a sinner. 
And I'd like to get some of that stuff you've been drinking. <laughs> what shall we do? Let me tell you what he didn't say. He didn't say, well, hang on just a second. I've got a sinner's prayer in my pocket. Hang on a second. I got one left. Jimmy Swaggart emailed me and I printed it. <laughs> Repeat after me and be baptized. He didn't say repeat and be baptized. You get rid of that A, put an N in there, and you'll be biblical. Because he said repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You're going to get crazy too when you do what we did. Praise God. Man, that little brother Joshua. I told him, I'm going to baptize you in Jesus' name. You know, he's a big sinner. He was eight years old or something like that. Ten, twelve, I don't know. And I told him, Joshua, all your sins are going to be gone when you go down this water. I'm going to apply the blood of Jesus to your life by calling the name of Jesus over you in this water. So when you come up out of the water, you're not bound by the world. You're a free man. You just do what you feel like. <laughs> my, my, that boy's jumping up and down in the water. That's crazy. I ain't never seen none of that. Well, you're going to get crazy too when you feel what he just felt. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And this is what I came to preach. We've all had them days where we just felt like it was just wasn't worth it. We've all had them days where we just felt like it was just uh, the effort didn't it didn't work and it is just my dream is dead. I'm telling you, there's a way to get your dream to come alive. When Jesus grabbed that scroll when he walked up into Nazareth and he began to quote from the book of Isaiah, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach Good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. You know what bind up means? It's a big hug. Jesus was saying the spirit of God is upon me. And if you'll let me, I'll wrap you up today. Now I'll go to your house. And you're not going to be sad anymore. You're not going to be depressed anymore. You're not going to be a doubter anymore. You're not going to live in fear anymore. He said, to the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Pastor, don't you know I'm just bound by this world? I just can't. I can't lift my hands. I can't repent. I can't. I try to pray, I can't say nothing. Oh, you can. Oh, you can. He said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. You know what he was saying? 
I'm here to preach today that there's a God that wants to turn it all around. I don't know if he would do it for me. I just don't know. This is what David said. He said, Lord, thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. <laughs> Thank the Lord for everybody else's testimony. Thank, Thank the Lord for when he took your sad life and turned it into a happy life. But thank God for the day that you can say, for me, God, you did it for me. You took my mess. You, boy, I feel, you took my mourning. You took my tears and you turn them into a dance you turn it into joy sweet joy I wish somebody let the Holy Ghost do something right now Come on, why don't you stand together with me and just begin to praise God. Come on, why don't you let your, why don't you let your voice begin to praise God right now. Come on, I know everybody's been there, but it's time to get out of there now. I know you've had bad days in the garden, but it's time to get out of there now. It's time to walk in a new life. It's time to walk in the spirit. It's time to walk in dominion. Come on. Come on, if you need God to do something in your life, you need to get on out of the aisles, into the aisle and come down here to the front. It's miracle time. It's chain breaking time. Come on, why don't you praise him till that spirit breaks? Praise him till that depression breaks. Praise him till that fear breaks. Come on, you're not at the end of the story. There's a lot more God's want to write. Come on, there's a lot more God's want to do in your life. Come on, just start reaching for him. Come on, just reach for him.